Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Hello, everyone. My name is Clint Schwartz. I'm the lead pastor here. Thank you so much for being here today. See a lot of new faces. Thanks for coming and supporting family members. Really appreciate that. And uh, also, I just want to greet everyone in the overflow and who's online. Uh, Thanks for joining us as well. Hey, we're getting ready to move into a time where people are going to be sharing their stories. They're going to be sharing their testimonies. That's a a Christian term for uh, sharing our stories, our faith journeys. And uh, we're going to be doing a couple of groups of that. So I'm going to invite the first group to come on up here. If you guys want to come up, Marie, Juan, Haley, Morgan, Becky, come on up. Marie, you're first, though. So let's all just say, hey, Marie. Does that feel better when they say that to you? What? (laughs) Okay, now I feel better. Get a little louder. All right, go ahead. I first found Jesus about six years ago when I was losing my mother to cancer. I was invited to the vineyard where I learned who Jesus really was and what he went through for me. As I continued to go, I felt a sense of joy, but then life got in the way and I kind of separated myself from the church and the Lord. I started thinking of myself and what was best for me while living a sinful life, which in turn took my joy away. And I realized I miss being happy and joyful instead of negative all the time. The vineyard and Jesus came to mind, and I found out about Lighthouse. I came to a service and never looked back. As I'm coming to Lighthouse, I'm feeling the joy again, and I want to accept Jesus into my heart because I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin, was resurrected from the dead, and is alive to hear my prayers. By getting baptized today, I'm inviting Jesus to become the Lord of my life, to rule, to reign in my heart from this day forward. I want to thank the Lord for sending his Holy Spirit to help me obey him and to do his will for the rest of my life. An important person is teaching me memorization for scripture, and she gave me this. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. I say it every day, and I can feel the Lord working, and I'm ready to give my life to Jesus. Go. You don't have to stand up here the whole time. Juan, come on up here. Everybody say hi, Juan. Hi, Juan. There you go. See? They're friendly people. You don't need to be nervous. It's all good. No, I'm not nervous. <laughs> I, when I was younger, I grew up with, with the church, but like, I didn't have a relationship with God. It wasn't until I was 20 and I was in the streets getting in trouble that that ended me in re, um, ended me up in rehab and then I saw God there and I saw wonders and I went to then I went to a, um, a baptism class uh, where I really uh, got Jesus into my heart I so I wanted to share there that was just this past week so God has been working in Juan's life and uh, he felt like, I, I just want to get baptized, came to the class, yeah. found out what it meant to be a follower of Christ. And so he's just brand new Christian. So let's just give him a hand. Thank 
All right, Haley. Everybody say hi, Haley. Hi. See, they're nice people. I know, they're yeah. nice people. Yeah, they are. <laughs> There's your family over there. They're nice to you. Yeah. All right, so get a little closer, look closer. Okay. Before I was a follower of Christ, I was anxious and worried what the future held and what was going to happen in my life. Throughout my whole life, I went to church, but the services never really stuck with me. I attended Vineyard Mishawaka when I was around around 13 years old. Since then, I grew closer to God, but still had anxiety about what the future held. During last year's baptism weekend at the end of the service, Clint asked if anybody wanted to commit slash recommit their life to Jesus. I felt that God was calling me to go up there, so I went and committed my life to Jesus Christ. Since then, my anxiety has gone up and down, especially with this pandemic. However, I recently, I recently felt called to switch colleges, but my anxiety never rose. God has been calling me to go to this college to better serve him and to be faithful and to fulfill my purpose that he gave me, and I couldn't be happier. All right. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. Hi, right, Morgan. Morgan told me earlier she loves public speaking. Actually, you didn't tell me that, did you? Do you love public speaking? Oh, okay. All right. Let's all make her feel welcome. Hi, Morgan. All right. Go ahead. Before I encountered Jesus, church was just a routine to me, not really a lifestyle. That caused me to feel meaningless, like I had no direction really in life, and I was just there. My first ever encounter was when I was with my grandma, and she became ill, and she kind of just wanted to give up living at all. I went crazy on her, and we just kind of yelled at each other, and that's when I experienced my first heartbreak with her. I felt even more alone because she was my best friend and didn't want to be here anymore. She turned her whole life around, but that night I was crying in the shower, and I got a flash of what I believed to be what I saw heaven as. And I got scared later because I realized when she flatlined later, she woke up and sheer description matched mine perfectly. She just recently passed on June 11th. And ever since I felt this constant or around me like she's with me, I'm not alone. So it makes me feel at peace like I'm not there anymore. So I feel like I've seen him working on other people and I think he's working on me. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's make Becky feel welcome to you. Hi, Becky. I guess I got to lead them a little bit, what that means. She. <laughs> you haven't started talking yet. I know, but not until you start talking. That's the way you got to. Right there is where you should start crying, not at the beginning. Okay? This instruction should have been at the baptism class. I know, I should have said that at the baptism class. As long as I can remember, I've known of God. And for many years, I hated who I was and what I did and how I lived. Until one day, I found myself flat on my face, and his hand was the only hand that reached for mine. Now? Yeah, now. That was the part. (laughs) It was like he was a spot far down the road. And as time went by, he just got closer and closer till I could see the lines in his face. And then he was beside me, and he's never left. And he loves me like I'm the only one. And now I can love myself. I can no longer live without him. Amen. All right, so we're going to be doing baptism this afternoon. It sounds like we're all going to be getting baptized at the same time. Um, Actually, that storm cloud hopefully is going to pass over us by the time baptism happens. 
but uh, go ahead and watch this video that talks about baptism. All right, second group, come on up here. Caitlin, you're first. Right. Are you gonna let me go say hi to me? Yes, everybody say hi to Caitlin. There, is that better? Yes. <laughs> All right, good. Okay. <clears throat> I grew up in church, mainly in Southern California. Growing up, I really enjoyed going to church, but solely found myself growing distant from the Lord into my teen years. When I moved to Hawaii in 2014, I did not go to church at all. While living there, I did get baptized at the beach, but it was really on a whim. I did not really know what I was doing. I was only 16 years old. Now, I'm, when I moved to Indiana, that is when I really did not commit to Jesus. I did not go to church, and I did not even pray anymore. I remember when I was little, I would not even be able to fall asleep if, it, I, did not, if I did not pray. But for some reason, I just stopped following him. So let me get into what really brought me back to Jesus at full force, letting me know him more than I ever have before. Before I became a follower of Christ, I indulged in a lifestyle with a guy that was not good for me. I met him at a summer camp, and he lived across the country. Eventually, we began a relationship. I would spend hundreds of dollars going to see him every other month, and I knew I was not following Jesus, but I chose to ignore it because I thought being in love and moving across the country with someone was a better idea than listening to or pursuing a relationship with him. I thought I was going to marry this person. I was selfish and had bad habits while I was with this guy. When I was left alone, hurt, and deceived by someone I thought I would spend my life with, all I could think of was Jesus, and if how, if how I just let him in, all my hurt would be healed, and he would help me better understand my situation and the despair I was experiencing. I felt 100% unloved and very lonely, and the loneliness made me fall into a very dark place. I had suicidal thoughts, and I was begging God to end it for me. I was very scared, and this is when I realized my need for a Savior. I asked Jesus to be my Lord and Savior on October 13, 2019. I went to Lighthouse Church. This was my first time back to church in about five years, the following Sunday after I had been going through this breakup that was very devastating for me. I simply cannot tell you the way my entire body felt. It's a feeling unknown to this world. I think the best way I can describe it is Amazing Grace from Jesus. I would like to share these lyrics from one of my favorite songs, Amazing Grace by Chris Tomlin. I once was lost, but now I am found, was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed. My chains are gone, I have been set free. My God, my savior has ransomed me. And like a flood, his mercy reigns, unending love, amazing grace. This is the best way I'm able to describe what Jesus did to me in that moment. In those lyrics, it was then he, began, he became a part of me. As Psalm 34.4 reads, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. Since my commitment to Christ, he has taken away all my pain and suffering. I do not know where I would be right now without him. He has helped me earn my Associates of Science degree and is continuing to help me in my education so that I can pursue my dream of being a special needs teacher. I'm able to forgive quicker and praise him better. Everything is just better now because of Jesus. Now that you've heard my story, I would like to close it with this quote by someone named Abby Grace that I believe God had me come across directly, not because I needed to see it, but because others should hear it too. The problem when you give your heart to someone is that you also give them power, the power to break it. And the problem when you give your trust to someone is if they get the chance to take advantage of you, they're probably going to take it. But God, God's not like people. He will never let you down. He will pick you back up on your feet when the world knocks you to the ground. You trade the scars on your skin for the pain that was brought onto him. And for the first time, you realize what real love is. Until you give your life, you never truly live. There's no better feeling than when you're forgiven and you can finally forgive and you can finally let go of the pain that you sold to the cross. 
You do not have to answer to fear just because it knocks. You are not that person anymore. So shut the door. Remember, you are not living for the world. You are living for the one who says you are worth dying for. Your life is worth fighting for. You've got a new name, you've got a new home, and you've got new faith and new hope. This is new life. So if there's someone here tonight who does not know Jesus, I definitely think you should. His love is the greatest love you can welcome into your life. He's always reaching for us, even when we're not reaching for him. He died for us knowing nobody may ever want him. The gospel is the only story where the hero dies for the villain. Dance with Jesus, not the world. Thank you. Everybody say hi, Greg. Before I was a follower of Christ, I grew tired of being wrong, living, thinking, and acting wrong. The only thing it seemed I was really good at was messing up my life, but keeping most of it to myself. I've had many encounters with Jesus throughout my life, but I would always end up running away, going back to the dark. Each round got darker and darker. I got tired of the dark. I wanted light. Jesus is the light of the world, and I grabbed at it. Jesus was always there. He always chased me, wanting to show me the light. Last winter, I rededicated my life to Jesus and made him Lord of my life. He led me to the light away from darkness. I am happier now than I ever was in my life. It just gets better. It's still, I still mess up sometimes, but Jesus is always with me. Amen. Say hi, Noah. So I've been a part of the church since I was about seven. However, I never realized how to be a follower of Christ. I remember trying to recommit my life to Christ when I was about 16. However, after that, I began having doubts, and I never really followed Christ in the way that I should. I started, when I started college, I began to go through the worst years of my life because I was very mentally ill. I found my happiness in trying to please other people and trying to get with girls and all that and basically worshiping people and it just never was good enough. I was not praying or reading the Bible. I was striving to be this alpha version of myself and not trying to be like Christ. About six months ago, I tried to rededicate my life to Christ. However, I didn't really follow up in the best um, lifestyle. About a couple months ago, I decided I wanted to start to pursue God a little bit more. I was talking to a couple of my friends about the idea that I didn't understand what it meant to have a relationship with God. And they reminded me of the idea of come near God and he'll come near to you. My father helped me understand this the next day. I had heard this before, but I never really thought about it. At a party on June 20th, I felt God's presence like I never felt before. And I felt I was extremely uncontent with my life in the past, but now I'm the happiest I've ever been. All right, Janelle. Everybody say hi, Janelle. This is a friendlier crowd than first service, isn't it? No, but there's a lot more people. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> um, 
When I was in sixth grade, I was told that it was time for me to join the church. So I signed up for a baptism class and went to all the classes and the day of baptism came and I was pretty excited. I was watching everybody else. Um, it was finally my turn and I didn't feel any different. Nothing happened. Um, I felt sad because I thought it didn't work for me. I didn't do it right. It didn't work for me. But I continued going to church while I lived at home. Once I became an adult, I stopped going. It didn't work for me, so why should I go? Um, I got married, I started a family, and one day a huge life bomb was dropped in my lap, and I didn't know how to deal with it, so I called my mom. <laughs> Isn't that what you do? You call your mom. Um, my mom came over and we talked to, about God, and I prayed the sinner's prayer for the first time. I didn't pray it when I got baptized. I didn't pray it until I was 24. I didn't start going to church or praying. Um, several years later, I was depressed and suicidal. I had it all planned out so that it would look like an accident. Um, no one knew how I felt. I kept it to myself. Um, but God protected me, even though I had still done nothing for him. I finally started going to church every once in a while. The more I went, the more I wanted to go. And the more I went, the more I felt like my life had some kind of purpose in it, which brought me out of my depression and my suicide. These last five years have been the most rewarding and challenging while I've been learning to hear God and walk in obedience, which is super duper hard, as you all know. I, I fail at it, but he's very, very graceful. Um, Proverbs 3.14 says, she is more profitable than silver and yields more return than gold. And Proverbs 8.19 says, my fruit is better than fine gold. What I yield surpasses choice silver. And he isn't telling me that you all are valuable. He's telling me that I'm valuable. In this past year, um, right before Christmas is when we started coming here. And over the winter and sometime at the beginning of the spring, I felt God telling me that you're getting baptized this year. Okay. I've been asking him. I wanted to be baptized at another church that I had gone to, but he had told me that that was not the right time, and so I've been waiting for him to tell me that it was the right time. And then Pastor Clint said we we're having a baptism, and I'm so excited to be here. All right. All right, so we are going to uh, do a couple more worship songs. So if you guys would stand with me. Let's pray. So God, I thank you for the testimonies that we just heard, Lord. I thank you that we have an opportunity to, to seal that even this afternoon in baptism, Lord. So I just pray a blessing on each person who was bold enough to share their story today. And Lord, be with us now as we finish up the service in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofvineyard.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.